Welcome to In Conversation with Siegwerk, the brand new podcast adding a little bit more color to your day. I'm Carla, your host for today, and we have two expert guests on today's episode, Bilal Habib and Stefan Hip. Welcome to you both. So let's start with you, Bilal. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do at Siegwerk and a brief overview of your experience in general? Thank you, Carla. Hello, everyone. So yes, I am the head of brand owner collaboration at Siegwerk. It's quite a mouthful. What that basically means is that in the world of circularity, sustainability, and digitization, so-called linear relationships in our industry are no longer going to be able to set us up for the future. So in my team, we connect with brand owners directly to inform them and educate them about possibilities through inks and coatings for packaging performance. And we collaborate with brand owners on specific projects for learning, for improvements, for troubleshooting, and for driving change. That's what we do. My background is about 20 plus years from an FMCG background, where I spent a considerable amount of time in packaging development and also did a lot of cross-business, cross-functional roles. Majority of my roles have been leading packaging departments for the last 10 years, departments and divisions. And I want to bring all of that expertise and experience to bear here in this role to drive value change in the industry for packaging. Fantastic. It's a great wealth of experience there. Stefan, you've been with Sigveg for a fair bit longer. So tell us about your background and what you currently do. Yeah, indeed, Carla. And uh, also thanks from my side for this great opportunity to join this podcast. Um, hello to all of you. So, yeah, my name is Stefan Hepp, uh, working for Belal in the brand owner collaboration team um, with the role of the technology and innovation head. And this is basically to provide and uh, work on all the technical innovations we generate in within Siegwerk to make that available to brand owners um, in a way that brand owners can easily understand how inks and coatings connect to their packaging material in a way that it can become more efficient, um, that it can add different features, or that it can be simply more visible at the point of sale. This is a very interesting aspect because inks and coatings are now really considered as an enabler not just for the points I just mentioned, but also for one of this uh, very, very important global mega trend that we see uh, currently uh, sweeping throughout the packaging value chain, what is uh, sustainability and in particular circular economy. And therefore, I think inks and coatings can provide a lot. And um, I'm happy to be here to tell a little bit more about that. My personal background at Siegwerk is I'm indeed, I'm with Siegwerk for more than 20 years, um, starting in uh, our flexible packaging business unit, um, doing ink uh, technology development, uh, going to converters, um, making sure that they can work perfectly well with our solutions. And now since um, a little bit more than three years, I'm working for brand owner collaboration in this uh, very exciting role. Yeah, that's about me. Great. Yeah, it is very exciting. So first question, I think I'm going to direct at uh, Bilal first and then Stefan can jump in afterwards. But you both work in the brand owner collaboration space. 
So what, in your opinion, are some of the burning issues faced by brand owners when it comes to packaging specifically? I would say one of the overarching challenges for brand owners is brand owners as such have matured over the years. So if you take fundamentally where where this whole brand owner concept started from, post-World War II, yeah, when you started to get brands coming into play, coming through a product entry, and then getting more and more sophisticated. Now, brands have grown post-World War II within an industry and brought an industry along with it for packaging, packaging technologies, etc. Everything's grown around this whole ecosystem for over 75 plus years. And now we could have been doing a better job of sustainability and the environmental aspects all the way along, no, no doubt about it. But we didn't or we didn't do enough or whatever it may be. We are where we are now. As an industry, we're now having to fix this so-called sustainability problem much faster yeah and and time is running out brand owners have got it very very tough with regards to public opinion and expectation to change and they've got a setup that's frankly not easy it's a setup that's finely balanced on cost performance you know everything's very very finely tuned and if you change a few things they have a huge impact on performance for consumers who don't want to change in performance and or most likely won't or will be very, very reluctant to give up what they're used to. They probably will come to it at the end, and some do. But in, in general, it's not that easy. And so you've got a dilemma for brand owners where they've got to keep the same performance, but in a much more sustainable way. And this is difficult on the one hand. The second part is they are being thrown a number of solutions from the industry, including us. And they have to have the ability to critically evaluate what is truly sustainable, what can truly work for them, and which one should they bank on? And this isn't easy for them because as an industry, we're not making it that easy either. So there's a number of challenges for brand owners, A, to rise up to the challenge. They've made their pledges. They need solutions. They've got to find those solutions which work for their business and still maintain a degree of profitability and reason to be, etc. And they've got to set up those collaborations in the value chain. And these collaborations are far, far more complex than they have been in the past that will be required to make these changes. And in many cases, brand owners are probably still learning how to drive some of those value chain collaborations. So we've got so many complexities and risks and challenges to the whole thing that you start to really struggle to say, okay, how do I tackle this truly Yeah, in, in a meaningful way? There's lots of brand owners who are doing some great things, don't get me wrong, but this must be one, you know, the second part of the challenge. The third part of the challenge for me is how do you differentiate in a world which needs to, by default, drive more towards standardization and simplification, how do you differentiate as a brand? Yeah, especially in the light of sustainability. Let's be clear, to drive sustainability really, really well, almost everything needs to come down to a common denominator and then drive at scale. So within this, what is your differentiator as a brand, which is a bigger challenge for them and an opportunity, of course. So that's how I'd probably summarize it. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. Stefan, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, probably. When it comes to this particular aspect of value chain collaboration, this is from my point of view a very, very highly interesting point in a way that the required value chain collaboration, whenever you start thinking about aspects like circular economy, 
it is probably not always easy to understand what is the necessary extent, for instance, to make packaging materials better recyclable, let's say less problematic for the environment. And therefore, this is uh, from my point of view and also from my observation, this is something where not only brand owners, but the full FMCG value chain requires support in a way that companies like Siegwerk can take over positions in consulting brand owners and also converters how to achieve these indeed quite challenging goals um, in collaboration also with companies that are focused on the recycling itself or that provide services in this direction. So I think the overall aspect of packaging, considering the sustainability situation, becomes more and more complex, and it becomes more and more difficult to include these aspects to a sufficient level without losing the focus on what is still necessary to maintain, like the packaging performance itself, and even just the visibility at the point of sale by using, let's say, attractive designs and using probably even the right inks to stand out at the point of sale. So I think that's exactly where, where Siegwerk now takes over a very good and leading position to support in this direction. That is a situation where we see a lot of possibilities um, when it comes to inks and varnishes to really help the FMCG um, value chain in yeah, achieving their targets. Fantastic. So speaking about those opportunities and their potential, Bilal, you mentioned solutions and Stefan, you've mentioned support. So maybe we can go into a little bit more technical details. I know that Ziegwerk is creating and has created some innovative solutions and products to enable circularity. Can you tell me more about that, Stefan? Yeah, absolutely, Carla. So, of course, we uh, focus very much on various aspects when it comes to the question of making packaging more compliant to the environment. This is a very, very broad segment with so many potential influence factors that, in the end, it's not just the one and only solution that uh, is about to be applied or implemented. It's about providing a broad range of possibilities towards the industry. And this we, we cluster in aspects like design for recyclability, for instance, enabling a change in a packaging industry towards monomaterial packaging, what increases basically the fit for existing recycling streams. But it's also about aspects like design for less. Yeah, When thinking about uh, switching from laminated structures to surface printed structures and thus omitting even specific layers in the packaging material and therefore making packaging less complex, more lean, without losing the technical performance, of course, and helping the environment with this direction. So all in all, we bundle our activities in what we call design for circularity. Yeah, What means in the end, we allow to a highest possible extent the recovery of plastic packaging material, for instance, to achieve plastic recyclates with a high quality. One very, very promising aspect in this direction is, for instance, our approach when it comes to the inking of plastic material. So I already mentioned that, for instance, ink is a very important differentiator for a packaging. 
just imagine a packaging without ink. So how to differentiate um, between brand A and brand B? It's not just important for regulatory aspects, but also simply to make the brand visible to the consumer. And now ink is considered, honestly, also as a, let's say, disturbing factor when it comes to recycling. And we have to think about how to get rid of it. So this is something where I see Siegwerk also in a leading role um, to support the recyclability of plastic material and also other packaging materials by providing the relevant technology, um, the relevant uh, ink and coating technology to support recycling systems that can make use of these advanced packaging types um, to create plastic material that can be even reused for new packaging material. So we create circularity. And I think that's not just a very exciting, but also a very necessary thing for the future. Yeah, absolutely agree. It sounds like it's going to become a pertinent part of recycling in the future anyway. Bilal, do you have anything to add to that? No, no. Stefan spelled it out perfectly. Fantastic. All right. So, Bilal, can you give me some sort of real-world examples of this innovation in action? Some real-world examples of innovation in action. I would say the delamination primer. The delamination primer is a solution from us to multi-layer materials where in the real world at the moment, you can imagine that for packaging performance, a lot of materials cannot be separated in the recycling process. And to get the sorting and everything up in place will take a long time. Now, as a stepping stone or as a journey towards monomaterials, to be really clear, we're not saying, no, don't go after monomaterials. But as a stepping stone towards that, imagine you could retain all of your performance as is in the packaging and usage process. And right at the end where it matters, you can separate your materials. That's the solution we have now. We have a solution that can be applied to complex plastic multi-layer materials, which are the problem child, one of the big problem childs in the recycling process today, in the recycling challenge. We have a solution that can work. We have a delamination primer, which can be applied before the printing process into the it's between the layers of the flexible materials. And this could help drive a lot of decomplexity with regards to recycling. Great. Stefan, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, maybe also to bring the focus to other packaging types. Uh, for instance, what we see as well in terms of design for circularity is a trend to use much more paper than in the past. And here, paper-based packaging, although it is a very interesting packaging material itself with a bio-renewable background, Paper quite often lacks um, the situation that barrier properties are not comparable to plastic packaging. What makes it in detail quite often pretty much uh, difficult to replace one-on-one -on -one existing plastic packaging types with just paper corresponding systems. So just imagine you today use a flow pack uh, made out of a typical polyester polyethylene, polyethylene laminate structure and now you want to use something comparable just made out of paper and this is really a challenge for all um, the value chain to create something like that and here Siegwerk again took the opportunity to provide printable solutions like uh, barrier coatings that can help 
to bring paper to a level where plastic packaging is today. Yeah. And I think this is really a revolutionary option because in the end, what does it mean? Paper can be used to replace plastic packaging to a wider extent. We, on the one hand, of course, we have to consider plastic packaging at all is not a bad solution. Plastic packaging already today provides a very good baseline for recycling, even sometimes more than paper does. Yeah. But on the other hand, we have on a global scale, we have many regions where even the, the collection of waste, where the collection of plastic materials is not organized at all. And there, paper, for instance, can provide a real good way forward, a real good way out of this dilemma. And I think we are one of the front runners here to enable paper-based packaging in a way that, again, it's beneficial for our planet. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. We need a global and holistic solution to this problem. It's great that Zigberg is working towards that. That was great. Do either of you have any closing comments just before we end this off? I think I'd add something. In this whole discussion that we've had, the most important thing that listeners need to be aware of is that we're talking about a system level change. This isn't, you know, you'll see singular changes, singular claims by brand owners, by industry partners, singular solutions. But the way this will all work is if we look at it from a system level change perspective, because within this, different solutions have their place at different times for different reasons. So plastics has a big role to play and will continue to have a big role to play. It's not a demon. Equally, paper will have a bigger role to play in some cases, in some cases not. It's also not the solution or the alternative. So we're not talking about an either-or perspective here. We're talking about a total system level where different solutions have different roles to play at different times to varying degrees and continuous innovation will keep coming about. And this will have to happen throughout the entire value chain from raw materials all the way through to waste management. And this is the thing that we want to really drive hard, that we can't do it alone. We all have to work together in new and different ways. We've got to find new and different ways of competing fairly We've got to find new and different ways of allowing brand owners to differentiate. But at the same time, we've got to make the world a simpler and a much more ecological place to work in. Thank you. Great. Yeah, fantastic. And Stefan, do you have anything to add to that? Maybe not really to add, but rather to ask for support from the value chain, uh, from all the FMCG-related companies um, in a way that I think it's probably not even uh, five minutes to 12. I think we are probably maybe uh, 30 seconds away from 12 o'clock. So if we don't do it now, we probably won't do it anymore in the future. So my appeal to all of you is we can offer our support. We would love to join development activities. We would love to join uh, helping you in making your packaging better. And I think this is probably a, an opportunity that nobody needs to shy away from um, to get in touch with us. Yeah, discuss with us what is possible. Also for us, it's always a learning curve. It, we might even not always know the full extent of complexity when it comes to your packaging materials. But in the end, it's all about collaboration. This is my appeal. Let's start this. Let's work together to find a good solution, um, to find a good solution for all of us in terms of helping the environment in this direction. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Very well said. So 
Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. So I would just like to thank my guests very much for joining me today. Thank you so much for your time. And I would also like to thank our listeners. Please keep a lookout for our next podcast and hope you have a lovely day.